Greetings, and welcome to the East Village Times podcast. I'm your host, James Clark, and with me as usual, we have Patrick Brewer. What's going on, Patrick? How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How are you, James? Not too bad. Uh, Padres are starting to score some runs, so uh, things are looking a little brighter here in uh, San Diego for sure. <laughs> um, excited uh, to have uh, Dan Farnsworth with us today, uh, the lead prospect analyst for Fangraphs. Um, how are you doing today, Dan? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Not doing too bad, man. Just uh, just living the dream here in America's finest city, if you will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, San Diego's a nice place. Been there a few yeah. times. Okay, cool. I was just going to ask you, you've been out to the stadium and, and checked out the Padres firsthand? Yeah, actually, uh went down there. I, I guess I've been there a handful of times, uh, twice for the Perfect Game All-American for the uh, amateur guys and, and uh, for a couple of Padres games as well. Cool, cool. Okay. Uh, Dan, Dan, why don't you start off by uh, telling us a little bit about yourself and, and uh, what your background is and how you got into uh, baseball? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, it's uh, it's a little bit uh, different than most people, I think. But <laughs> sure, let's. Uh, okay. So I yeah. So I went to um, I went to college, played D three baseball. Um, then I actually went on the med school track. I actually went to three years of medical school. Wow. Okay. And uh, wasn't really a fan of that. So <laughs> so I left and and actually started doing. Uh, I was, I was looking for a job in scouting, and I got hooked up with a hitting a hitting guy in Pennsylvania, and uh, started doing lessons and stuff, and started researching everything, and um, that eventually took me out to California to work with guys and work with uh, other hitting coaches and everything, and then now I'm back in New York City doing doing more of the writing side. Nice, <clears throat> nice. Okay, so you mentioned you played uh, D three baseball. Was there uh, what position did you play? I was a catcher. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I did a little bit of research. I noticed that you had done some uh, catching instructions and some uh, private hitting lessons at one time. Um, yeah. How was that, working with the kids? And uh, did you work with more high school, college-level type players or more of the uh, smaller kids? If um, well, I mean, most it was pretty mixed, I guess. I, you know, there were a couple uh, – I mean, it was really far-ranging from pro guy. I could literally have a, a minor league guy come in and then the next next hour have a – have two two ten year olds come in, so it's the full full nice. gamut of uh, skill levels. Wow, that's cool. That's it's nice to be able to put your uh, knowledge as far as the mechanics and, and swings and stuff to work with you uh, as far as analysis uh, analyzing uh, players' uh, swings. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fun challenge. Definitely. Okay, well let's let's get right into it. Uh, we're a Padre podcast, and we uh, typically talk about Padre type stuff. So, um, sure. let's start. Uh, with the Kimball the Kimball trade, I, I know that uh, you're a pretty pretty big fan of of what AJ Preller was able to. Um, yeah, for sure. Get. Well, let's let's talk about the the return and uh, what you feel uh, will benefit the Padres long term. Well, I, I think first of all, just the fact that I mean, they basically, you know, they the the guys they gave up to get Kimball, then they got to use him for a year, and then the guys they got in return. I think I think that was a huge huge surplus uh, surplus move there. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, you know. Like I, I like, I mean, I especially like uh, three, three of the guys in the trade. You know, Margot, uh, Allen, and um, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. Who's, who's Aswahe the, or Gara? Uh, Gara yes. Aswahe. Okay. Uh, not not Aswahe. I'm I'm not as high as high on him, but uh, Gara, I'm, I'm excited to see this year, especially on the defensive side. I think he's, I think he's a pretty special talent there. Nice. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, I went through your uh, ranking of the Padres prospects, and I noticed that uh, you had Guerra a little low on, on uh, as, as opposed to most people. Um, can you describe yeah. us uh, why you had him a little lower than, than most people? Well, I think it's two things. Um, one, I, th- I guess the big difference was I'm not totally sold on, on his bat yet. I think, I think he's going to be a pretty good uh, average guy, but I'm, I'm, not quite, I'm not quite sold. And by pretty good, I think he's going to be like, you know, average on base guy, you know, not, not too, I don't think he, he isn't, just, just hasn't showed anything that's uh, really makes him stand out from other guys in the, in the minors. Um, <clears throat> and the power, I think, um, I, I, I just don't, you just don't see very many guys with his bat speed and his swing plane uh, ending up hitting for as much power, even as he showed in, in, uh, in the South Atlantic League last year. So, <clears throat> so that, that was definitely the biggest part of it. I think, you know, I mean, I kind of, the way I do the overall grades is basically using the individual grades to sort of figure out, um, you know, how much value they're contributing, and then kind of add everything up. and And it's basically it's almost just a summation more than it is, um, you know, a subjective thought. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. while I think his ceiling is pretty good, I, I think you know he's still got some risk there on the on the hitting side, and I think on the fielding side where I might be a little bit lower than some others is just the fact that I've, I've really only seen him, uh, through video and gotten, uh, you know, stuff I've gotten from, from outside contacts and everything. So while I, while I do think he could be like a 15 run fielder, you know, I, I, I can't say that for sure without having, uh, having the chance to go see him in person yet. So yeah. obviously this year when I'm doing this full time, I'll have plenty of opportunities. Cool. Yeah, you know, Patrick and I are uh, excited to go up to Lake Elsinore and, and uh, have a chance to see him firsthand. Um, yeah. You know, he, he had a little bit of a, a bad weekend, I guess, if you will. Uh, there was a scout from uh, a senior scout from Baseball Perspective uh, that did an analysis on him. Um, mm-hmm. And just uh, it was kind of a little rough on, on his judgment of him uh, and his swing in particular, saying that he was a little aggressive swinging at first pitches and, you know, lacked consistency, launch and, and timing and stuff like that. So, but you know, mm-hmm. he is young, and, and he figured that those things will will develop in time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm, I I I think I ended up putting him. Yeah, actually, I'll look at it real quick. Yeah, he's he's. I put him in the forty uh, uh, forty plus future value group. But okay. really, you know, I mean, he's he's right on the brink of of being in that next group, and really, his ceiling is is just as good as you know, maybe three or four of the guys that are that are ahead of him. So. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily a reflection on uh, negative feelings towards him. I think it's more just uh, um, you know a couple question marks here and there. That I don't know. I, I'm still a fan. So Definitely. yeah, I was a little. I was a little. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised with the criticism. It's been on uh, <laughs> almost almost every guy that's ranked outside the top ten. I get some sort of comment. So <laughs> <laughs> the nature of the business, I guess. Huh. Yeah, for sure. So uh, going off that, um, since we're talking about the Kimbrel trade, you had Logan Allen pretty high up on your list. I think he was fourth. Yeah. Uh, you had a sixty uh, ceiling on him. Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts on him? Why do you do uh, rank him so high? Well, I mean, I I, I do think um, where I might differ from a lot of people is I probably put a little more weight into command profiles, um, and for L- Allen in particular, you know, he he's already he already showed really 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 good command. Um, I mean, he only threw in, in low A last year. But um, <clears throat> the fact that he already has really good command, he already, I mean, he, he looks, looks good on the mound. He does, has a lot of nice, uh, uh, nice qualities to his delivery and everything. There's a lot of reason to project him. 
And then you also look at his stuff, and there's there's a lot of potential there too. Where you know, uh, maybe you know, I guess it might be might be a stretch to call any of them a true plus pitch besides his curveball, perhaps. But um, the combination of of the movement on his pitches and the and the command gives me you know gives me hope that he'd he'd be able to get up to that kind of ceiling. Yeah, from what I from what I've seen, I think he's definitely more refined than some of the other pitchers we have at the lower levels. Uh, yeah, for, for example, sure. maybe uh, Austin Smith, Jacob Nix, those kind of guys. They need a little more, yeah. I guess, seasoning. I want to say because he's he's more of a developed pitcher. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I mean, honestly, I was. I I looked at him. I I was or I I had seen video of him before I talked to anybody and before I even looked at, um, where he was drafted out of and everything. And I was very surprised to find out that you know he was a high school draftee because he he looks much more polished than most guys do coming out of high school. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he also has an uncanny resemblance to John Lester. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't does. know if you've seen that floating around. There's like a picture of them faced like by each other, and he looks just like him. <laughs> Hopefully, you can throw to first base better than Lester. Can. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that that would that would definitely be good. Um, so since I mentioned them, what are your thoughts on uh, either Jacob Nix or Austin Smith or both? I know they're kind of they're kind of lumped together a lot because they're similar pitchers, uh, similar age. Uh, yeah. What are your, What are your thoughts on those two? Well, Nick's Nick's is. I mean, obviously, the most interesting thing about him is his background with the you know the Astros draft and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, going forward for the Padres, you know, I, I, I think, I think he's gonna he's gonna end up being fine. Like, I, I, I think he's still kind of on the brink of whether he's he's gonna be a, um, a starter or reliever in the long term, just because, um. You know, kind of, kind of, you know, like like you said, he's not not as refined. He's he's got some mechanical stuff going on that, um, you know, some teams are good at some teams are good at fixing, other teams aren't. Some you know, some guys are good at fixing, other you know, most others aren't. Um, <clears throat> so when you know when I see something like that with a guy who's in rookie ball, you know, obviously the the range of outcomes is pretty high, but usually like movement stuff and everything is is pretty difficult to change. Um, at least for Knicks, I think the upside is. His his biggest thing is just kind of getting a getting a tempo that works for him, getting a rhythm on the mound, because um, <clears throat> he does sort of he he gets into stretches where he's very arm heavy and and uh, I think when his command isn't naturally, um, I won't say it's bad, but you know it's naturally a little bit below average. When you <clears throat> when you put more stress on your arm to to create velocity and create movement, it's it's hard to also ask uh, ask it to develop more command as well. Yeah, um, I think for for me both both seem like they have some pretty good upside, but but for yeah. me, I feel like both could have the downside of just ending up being relievers. But I mean, with both having, I guess they, you could say both could have future like plus plus fastballs. So yeah. in a bullpen role, I don't think that would be too bad. But obviously, you want to see sure. them be starters. And I, I should I should clarify too. I'm I'm starting to uh, um, like I think I put a plus ceiling on his fastball, and I think Smith might have been a little bit higher. Yeah, I think he had a 65, 65. Like ceiling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm sort of I've kind of wavered on on my fastball grading a little bit just because, uh, um, you know, when when you see guys who have have big velocity in the big leagues and everything, it doesn't really correlate with how well guys hit their fastball. But mm-hmm. it does correlate very well with you know uh, you know the um, overall outcomes like strikeout rates and and home run rates and stuff like that, where it actually raises the e- effectiveness of their other pitches. Uh, even if they're below average pitches, they can play average or above. 
Um, so in Nix's case, I might even bump him up to a 65 as well. <clears throat> yeah, you know, Nix, Nix and Austin Smith are, are, are they they are lumped together, it, you know, being that they're the same age, same body type, same similarity. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, which progresses uh, above the other and, and if both can uh, actually make it to the major leagues and, and be successful pitchers. Yeah, and I think I, I guess, you know, if I had a, if I could choose one of the two, I'd probably pick Nick's just because I think he's a little bit closer uh, mm-hmm. physically. And even though I think Smith's fastball has a little bit more potential, I think Nick's has a better chance of uh, putting it together with the command and the secondary pitches. Yeah, he's probably more probably viewed more as a, as a pitcher than a thrower rather than Austin Smith, correct? Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, let's let's move on to, to Austin Hedges, which is a, a very popular topic here in, in San Diego. Um, you know, what what do you think uh, his ultimate ceiling is going to be? It seems that he's progressing a little bit with the bat. Um, do you think that he'll be able to uh, be able to hit enough to be a serviceable ma- major league catcher? Um, honestly, I'm I'm not really sure. I, I haven't gotten much of a chance to see him in the past year. Um, but I mean, I can tell you what I you know what I thought when he was. Uh, in the minors in 2014, 2013 and stuff, I, I was honestly a little bit surprised he wasn't hitting better than he was. Um, I mean, there are there definitely obvious, uh, I, I can't even remember the reasons why I I, uh, I was a little down on him. But I, I was surprised he, you know, I think, actually I'll pull it up real quick, I have it right here. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had like a five, five-something OPS and double A between 2013 and 2014. I mean, that... That's definitely much much lower than I, w- I would expect having watched him. Um, <clears throat> but as for the past year or so, I, I I don't know if I could say too much that would be an educated response. So. Yeah, I mean he he seems to have figured it out a, a little bit better, and you know his defense is unquestionable. His yeah. pitch frame, arm, you know that's something that's very exciting, and uh, you know it's it's a type of uh, type of catching that you really typically want to see in, in, on the major league level. You know, if the game yeah. slowly turns. Or of a defensive type game, and Padre fans are excited to see him uh, out there defensively. They just they just need to see him swing the bat a little better. Sure, and honestly, I, I'm excited for from a data side, you know, uh, to start seeing. I think now that we start now that we have better uh, catching framing uh, statistics and everything, that we can actually mm-hmm. start folding that into overall value a little bit um, yep. over the next next couple of years. And I, th- I think you'll see some of those guys that. You know, even if even if Hedges is a um, isn't going to do much much with the bat, you know he might might be able to do enough to at least be um, an average catcher. Even though you know even if his bat is really as bad as as it has been the last last year or so. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. He he should uh, the defense is 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 definitely unquestionable. I mean he he's just yeah. so he's just so uh, you know he just performs so well defensively that you know it just. It's frustrating to see Padre fans, uh, you know, I mean, Norris is an is a excellent catcher, uh, offensive catcher, but, you know, he has defensive uh, inabilities that are that are kind of, uh, that are kind of coming to the forefront for, for Padre fans, if you will. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, okay, let's let's talk about Colin Ray, who's another uh, prospect that's up with the Padres right now, who seems to have um, progressed a little bit, if you will. Do you, do you have any uh, particular knowledge on him or anything in particular that you'd like to talk about, uh, Mr. Ray? Yeah, actually, I mean, I, I wrote him wrote him up in the prospect list, and I was I was pretty high on him. Um, I, don't, I don't think there was too much pushback on it either. Um, I, I mean, I, I I like his stuff a lot. You know, I mean, he you know he threw really well in the big leagues last year. I mean, I know he's kind of a 
um, sort of out of nowhere guy because um, he wasn't really ranked much last year, and you know, sort of surprised a little bit with some of his uh, some of his stuff and his outings and everything. Um, <clears throat> I think you know, sort of. I mean, he's not not the same kind of pitcher, but sort of similar to Logan Allen. I, I think that when your command is as good as uh, Ray's appears to be, <clears throat> I think you have some some leeway with your stuff. That you know. I mean, he's he's got a pretty good he's got a pretty good fastball, pretty good curveball, pretty good cutter. You know, like a decent splitter. Like, and when you have when you have a decent mix of pitches like that, and you can spot them really well, you know, I, I think there's there's more upside than than a lot of people will allow prospects to have just because he doesn't have the huge fastball or the you know the giant breaking ball or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely impressed me um, in his short stint last year at the end of last year. And um, he looked pretty good in his first start this year. A little wild. I wasn't really expecting that because he's, like you say, he's more of the command mm, kind of yeah. guy. But his fastball's sure. definitely picked up. I think three or four miles an hour from last year. I think he was hitting like 97 his first start. So I don't nice. know if that's something that's going to continue. But the report was he gained, I think, 15, 20 pounds of muscle in the off season. So if he can turn yeah, that into great. more more power behind his fastball, I think that that'll definitely play well for him. Sure. Um, so let's jump to um, some shortstops. I know we already talked about Gare a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on Garone and um, Rondon? And who, who do you think of the three is really going to be the higher upside play go- going forward? Well, I think um, <clears throat> for Garone, I was I, I think he ended up pretty low on my list compared to most. Um, yeah, because it. Yeah, the thing with the thing with him, I I just I'm just not sure I see the the power upside, and mm-hmm. I I'm also not sure he he gets to be much more than like an average bat, and <clears throat> excuse me, and um, yeah, and and all the reports I got on his defense and his and his base base running and everything were were basically you know he's got a lot of upside, but um, but it's still not not quite there yet, I guess. So he's he's very raw and. I don't know. There's just too many. There are too many question marks there for for me to really jump on board with him. But in fairness, I think I think I I would put him above both uh, Guerra and and Rondon. Um, I would put Guerra second only because I think he's got the higher floor with the uh, with the defense. I think I might have even rated him and no, I did rate. Yeah, okay, I rated him a little bit higher than than uh, the other two. <laughs> On the defensive side, I think you know. I think Rondon is similar in that he's he's got stellar defense. Like every, everyone I talked to about him said, he was fantastic there. Um, he's got really quick feet. Like maybe maybe even quicker than Guerra. I think he's just not quite as um, maybe not quite as polished. But <clears throat> yeah, for uh, me, um, I feel like Garone is obviously. I think he's more likely to move either to third or second, but I'm not really sure, sure. if the power plays as well at third because he's not really going to be a power hitter in my opinion. So yeah. I think second base makes more logical sense. And then as for Rondon, he's more of, I guess, a defense first kind of player. His bat's not really, I guess, up right. to speed as much. And he, he kind of scares me like kind of in the Alexi Amarista kind of vein. I mean, I don't want to sure. throw that comp out there, but he, he seems kind of similar in a way. And I don't really, that's not really a good yeah, name to, to mention around here. But I think Guerra, <laughs> for me, Guerra is a higher upside. I mean, because he's—I feel like he has more more room to grow than the other two, at least in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think uh, you know, ceiling-wise, I, I don't think Garon and Guerra are any. I, I think they're very close. Like, I, I, it's kind of a toss-up there. And really, if you're if you 
buy into his bat even just a, a tick more than than I am right now, then I think he very easily is the the top guy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Garone, so I think it's very close. Yeah, Garone and Rondon just kind of they scream utility player, but I mean, there's obviously still room for them to grow. But at least well, the thing I liked about Garone is is you know just I mean it was age for one thing. It's mm-hmm. an age relative to his competition and the fact that you know I, I guess the the most exciting part of him facing older competition was the contact rate. I think, I think even if, um, even if he ends up being only an average contact guy, I think he ends up, he ends up being, uh, if not better than, than very close to, to Guerra's, uh, floor. Okay. Okay. But that's, you know, we're talking about contact. Um, let's yeah. let's bring the name uh, Jabari Blash. What what are your thoughts on him? Uh, a lot of Padre fans are intrigued by the power and uh, intrigued by the name. Um, give, give me your thoughts on, on Blash and, and what you think uh, ultimately his uh, ceiling and floor will be. I mean, I I think he's. I, I don't know if there's there's a whole lot of upside. I guess with with where he, where he's at now because he is sort of. Um, I mean, it, you know, he kind of. I mean, he went off last year with the power, and he's got a got a pretty nice swing. Like, there's there, physically, there's nothing nothing to really take away from him at all. Um, but I guess I guess where I think he's, I mean, obviously, you know, he's kind of kind of stuck stuck kind of stuck in left field. Uh, even though he's got a decent arm, his defense isn't great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I think I think it really just comes down to whether you whether you think he's going to end up. Being able to get on base at an average rate because you know he's going to strike out. Is he going to be able to walk enough to to be a three twenty on base guy? And if he is, then he's very easily a, a starting player. If if not, then you know even with uh, you know even with the home run to, or even with the home run power he has, I think he's he's probably more a, a part time guy. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's tough. Padre fans are, are searching for you know something to to rally behind it and. He, yeah. he does have that name and he does have the power, but right. you know, he's not the youngest of players. So, sure. like, like you say, you know, the upside is 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 limited. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's not a bad. I, I I think I made a note in the uh, Padres prospects article. Like, it's he's the perfect guy for them to them to get. Like, he's mm-hmm. you know, he's a great. I, I I shouldn't say he has no upside because it really is like. It's kind of a yes or no, I guess, with him, where he's either what he probably is, which is you know a lefty killing, uh, you know, mashing part-time or platoon player, or if he can make just a tiny adjustment with his plate discipline, then he's a, a sure sure thing uh, starting player. So I don't know. Like I, I kind of lean towards uh, more on the part-time side, just because, like you said, he is a little bit older, but. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we've definitely seen guys make. I mean, they call them old old player skills with you know making adjustments with their approach and being a little bit smarter with at bats and everything, and yeah. uh, all of a sudden their their tools play up. Yeah, I mean, it's possible he could be a late bloomer. I mean, you never, yeah. you never. Last season could be could be a sign of something big. So you know, it's sure. worth the, it's worth the risk for the Padres, like you say, and you know, um, we'll just have to see what what he uh, turns out to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I think even his downside is good good for them. So I mean, I, th- yeah, I thought that was a great pickup. For sure, you know it's it's always nice to have a little more right-handed power in the lineup. For sure, right. Uh, let's talk about someone who's a little more polished, a, a little more of a sure thing, if you will, and uh, Hunter Renfro. And yeah. uh, 
tell me your thoughts on him. Uh, he has got a rocket arm. I mean, I've seen him just display that uh, numerous times. And he, defensively, he looks decent. His, his power is is legitimate. It's it's the plate discipline that needs to be worked on. And he, tell me if if you think that that's possible. I I do. Yeah. I, I um. You know, it's sort of like. I would say like like Joey Gallo is almost the the extreme of of the same sort of situation okay. where I think like I, I love love Renfro's swing I love you know if he's even remotely on time with the ball and he's you know he sees it he he just kills it like the ball just jumps off his bat like crazy mm-hmm. um, but yeah I mean the the only only thing that's going to hold him back is can he you know is, is it a is it a visual thing? Can he, is it a pitch tracking thing that he can't pick up off speed stuff, or is it is it just you know an experience thing that he needs a little bit of time to get used to that? Um, that that I'm I'm not sure of. I I, I still lean towards I, I'll trust the the athletes over you know more than anything. So like I I think for him it's it's kind of the same thing as Blash on the offensive side where. You know, if he can just be close to average getting on base, his power is obviously going to play. And um, the upside with him then is he's obviously a, uh, a great fielder as well. So, I mean, he's he's easily a starting player if if that happens. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know. Go ahead, Jace. No, go ahead, Patrick. That's fine. I was just going to mention, um, since we were talking about Renfro, kind of, I want to talk about Michael Geddes. He's he's yeah. kind of a player I, I really want. I really want him to be good, but I'm not sure if the hit tool is ever going to develop because he's got a lot of speed, great fielding, great arm, but I don't know if that hit tool is going to be good enough to be anything more than just a defensive replacement. Right. Yeah, I still think that's that's still the most likely uh, end point for him is, is I mean, you know, with all, all the secondary skills, like you said, are so good that he is, he's got a very high floor for, for being relatively young um, and coming out of high school and everything. Um, and honestly, I... I I uh, I don't have my the write up I did on it, but I, I remember when he was drafted, I was I was less of a fan of him than I am now. Actually, I think I think there's more reason to hope for him going forward than there was when he was drafted. Um, only because I think he's a lot of the things that contributed to him being so uh, having so much trouble making contact and everything. I think he's um, cleaned up either just naturally or or as a conscious effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's still, I think even the ceiling is, he's a, he's, you know, he's, he's still going to strike out. Like there's no, no getting around that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, all, all the other stuff is so good that it it, it really won't take much. He won't have to hit very much at all to be a a very, very good starting player. Yeah. I'm definitely, uh, hoping on, on his end. Um, so kind of a similar player, but with obviously more, uh, talent at the plate is, uh, Manuel Margot, who is, at the top of your list, uh, how high are you on Manuel, and what do you think he could be in the future? I mean, I, I I like him already. As I mean, I think he could jump into their lineup right now and 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 be a damn good center fielder for them. Um, I, I think it's really just a question of how how good is his hit tool. Like, I think it's already great. I think it's going to be how how great is it? Mm-hmm. And I actually think there's it, it's it might not be a um, it probably won't happen, but I, I I like a lot of the the moves he has in his swing and everything. I, I like what he does at the plate. Um, I guess he he does a he he does a few things that almost make him look too anxious to really tap into the the bat speed he has to generate real power. Mm-hmm. But 
I think the potential is still there for him to be an average power bat with which, you know, if that actually came came true, he he's, you know, quite possibly the, one of the best players in the league, let alone um one of the best center fielders. Yeah, he so, was he was definitely impressive um in in spring training. Yeah, how how did he end up doing? I I didn't get a chance to uh see him or pick up his stats. I mean, he was hitting well, he was playing good defense. Um he he was just all around pretty pretty effective and I mean he was one of the best players, it seemed to me, at least in the time he was up. Because he was only up, I believe, like a week and a half, two weeks before he was sent down to minor league camp. But he was definitely impressive, right. and he impressed all of us around here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, if he can, if he can just be a great on base guy with the speed he has and everything, and I mean, the defense really is fantastic. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, uh, I mean, he'll he'll be a he'll be a fantastic center fielder for them. Yeah, no, we're we're definitely excited, and we can definitely see the the skills that uh, he possesses. Um, do you think that uh, he'll develop a little more pop in his bat, or do you see him as a fifteen uh, twenty home run type of guy? I, I mean, it's it's more likely that he's he's in that range, um, but I I do think the potential's there for for more than that. Um, I, honestly, I think it's it's probably going to take a conscious effort to to uh, try to put the ball in the air more, which. Mm-hmm. In fairness, you know, like coming up in San Diego, uh, already being a, a pretty, pretty special talent with the with the bat and with his legs and with the glove and everything, like it's it's probably like there's no reason for for that kind of guy to really push to make changes. Like you know, why why fix something if you're already if you're already producing at a high level? Mm-hmm. But um, but I don't know. You know, he puts a puts a little bit of. A muscle on, especially in his legs and everything, gets a little gets a little bit better balance that he can hang with breaking balls and stuff. Like, yeah, I, I do think there's a there's at least an outside chance that he's he's got um, he's got some pop in there. Yeah, we're we're hopeful that uh, you know you're right. You, you shouldn't really try to, to change uh, who he is and what he is. He, he's not the tallest, uh, biggest of guys, so sure. to expect thirty home runs from him is, is probably uh, unrealistic. But if he can hit. 300 320 and and you know hit gap to gap i think the Padres will definitely be happy with him yeah for sure okay uh let's talk about um austin allen uh a catcher who the Padres drafted last season who's uh you know tearing it up uh early in uh in um in the minors he's uh 14 to 9 14 for 19 to start off the season um nice. what do you project uh allen uh i know there's a little question as far as his uh, catching ability uh, do you project him uh, moving to first base eventually, or do you think that he'll be able to stay at the catcher position? Um, honestly, I mean, you know, it's it sort of—I would almost say it depends on the team, really. I mean, what the team thinks, because it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, they—they they have Derek Norris behind home plate now. It's not—it's not. It's not, uh, I mean, not that he's terrible, but I mean, can he can he get to that kind of level of, of catching catching defense? Yeah, probably, maybe. I mean, you know, it's it's sort of. He's far enough away, um, and he's young enough that it's it's all gonna be all gonna be makeup or or makeup uh, dependent at this point. Like how how much he's how much he's gonna work on it each day. Um, I, I definitely don't think I, I see him being a great catcher, and I think you know with with receiving being such a big part of a catcher's contributions, I I think that's probably gonna be one of his weaker points of of uh, catching. But you know I. I don't know. I, I think it's too early to give up on him as a catcher yet. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And you know, he, it, it, he's definitely a, a mirror or a exact opposite of, of uh, Austin Hedges as far as yeah. uh, 
first and offensive first there. If we could get both of them together into one, <laughs> actually have something. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, you know, you, you do a lot of as uh, as far as the 2016 prep class. Um, the Padres have uh, five, six picks in the top 85. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anybody in particular who you see in the prep class um, that stands out? Um, I know it's a little early, but is there anybody who uh, any particular names that you can think of? Uh, yeah, well, um, I mean, I actually just went went to see um, the uh, high school, the national high school in the invitational um, down at the USA Baseball Complex. I guess it was two weeks ago now. Um, got to see two guys. Well, one that's definitely going in the first round, and one that's probably going pretty close behind him. Um, and uh, Blake Rutherford and, and Braxton Garrett, like. Uh, mm-hmm. I had already seen Rutherford a decent amount because um, he actually went to school or went, goes to high school maybe 20 minutes from where I lived out there when when I was there. Um, so I saw him as an underclassman a decent amount. Um, but Garrett Garrett was impressive on the mound. He's a lefty. He throws <clears throat> excuse me. He throws um, throws lower 90s um, at least in the first inning or two, and, and has a nice, really good curveball. Um, I think I think he's going to be a pretty pretty special pretty special pitcher and you know better than most of the high school guys there especially on the mound he's got really good athleticism he's actually not that bad at the plate like uh i mean he's a great all all around athlete nice nice um so one guy i'm i guess i'm pretty high on him i'm not sure if you feel the same but uh jose torres who was acquired from the athletics in the offseason for yonder alonzo part of that deal um, what are, what are your thoughts on him, and what do you think uh, kind of arm he could be in the future? I I didn't have as much information on him when I when I wrote wrote everyone up, but um, <clears throat> I I mean I got basically you know the 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 reports I got on him were pretty much um, you know it, I don't know, it was almost it was almost like the reports I get on guys that are in rookie ball and and low you know like uh, short season A ball where you know he's got a low to mid nineties fastball I mean he. He has has decent, or he has. I guess he's more of a fastball guy than than anything. It's sort of the question of whether his his uh, breaking ball and his changeup come around. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I I got the impression what I could tease out that he's going to be more of a bullpen guy from from uh, the guys who had seen him more than I have. But you know that that's sort of until I can see him a little bit, I, I probably can't tell you too much more. Yeah, from what I've uh, heard, it seems like. He's he's I guess he's on I don't want to say the fast track to the pros but he's already been yeah. he's already been put on the forty man roster. Um, he was nice. only in I believe high A last year, but I think he has if he can pitch well, I think he can move through the system pretty quickly and be be a good lefty arm out of their bullpen in the future. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean you know lefty throws hard and has has some semblance of a slider. Like he's <laughs> he's got a leg up on most people. Yeah, definitely. For sure. You know let's let's go back. Uh, speaking of lefties, let's go back to Logan Allen. Um, it's sure. also. Who's, who I'm who I'm very high on. Uh, I had the opportunity to talk to him a couple times. Um, he just seems like he has it as far as the way he talks and, and his mentality. Um, you know the intangibles. Um, Ryan Miller, who I'm pretty good friends with, is a minor league catcher, and uh, he gave me a little bit of scouting report on Allen the first time he caught him. And he basically told me that uh, he has excellent command of his fastball and his off-speed pitches, and, he, and he's fun and easy to catch. So you know. I, I just wanted to reiterate that that I, th- I think Allen might actually be one of the best uh, players acquired in, in the four man deal for uh, yeah. Several. I I told a couple of the Fangraphs guys that and they sort of looked at me funny. Um, but I think I think this year, you know, well, definitely over the next two years for sure. But 
uh, could be as soon as this year, just because he is so polished. I think he's he's going to start making. I think he's going to be the one that really makes that trade look. Uh, I want to say bad because I, I mean, obviously the Red Sox got a decent uh, got what they needed out of it, but it's going to look very good for the Padres. Um, better than what might have what it might have looked at like when it first happened. Definitely, you know he he helps he helps soften the lo- the loss of uh, like a Max Freed who the sure. Padres dealt to Atlanta. You know he, he can be that type of pitcher, and, and I think it it kind of helps the the Padres recover from the the turnover they had last year in their minor league system. And you know we're we're pretty excited for the prospects that are coming in and for the international money that's supposedly going to be spent. So it's uh, it's, it's exciting time for Padres fans in, in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, oh well, yeah, I, I made the point. The first first point I made about it was how, I you know, if you just look at it, uh, who went out for Kimbrel versus who came back in for Kimbrel. I mean, I think they've made a huge, huge upgrade there, and and just total value. Not not saying that they were really bad pieces that they sent to Atlanta or anything, um, but I'm I'm definitely much higher on the package they got back than than the one they sent out. Yeah, no, that we're definitely. Uh... Definitely happy that AJ Preller was able to to pull off that deal for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, Dan, I have one last question for you, and I think we're we're just about done. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on uh, Travis Jankowski, um, who's getting uh, sporadic playing time right now in center. Uh, what do you think uh, his bat will be uh, ceiling wise as far as um, you know? Eventually, do you think he'll be able to put the ball in play uh, with more authority? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, um, I mean, sort of. I mean, the only real knock on his on his defense is his arm, and I don't think. Uh, I mean, I know you guys have a pretty big outfield there, but um, I I don't know. I I guess I'm I'm a little confused why he's not um, more highly thought of because um, even though yeah, I I do think he's going to end up more you know pretty below average power, but um, I mean, he's all he's done is made contact and, and steal bases and everything. Like he's mm-hmm. he's he's stolen more bases than. Than his speed would even suggest he could. Like he's a very good base runner. Um, yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. I think he's got. He's already a, a very. I mean, he already fits perfectly on their bench. Um, but I think if he's able to work into any kind of regular playing time, he might might really surprise some people and uh, you know be be an above average or or solid average bat and um, you know plus base runner plus fielder. Like I mean, that's. He, he, I think he checks checks all the boxes besides the power, and I think he checks the other boxes well enough that you know he might might not need to hit for that much power at all. Yeah, you know he he seems to be a type of player that uh, Andy Green uh, likes. You know, defensive type player with speed that can bunt, can sure. put the ball play, um, kind of like Corey Spangenberg is. Um, you know, give me yeah. a quick thought on Spangenberg, and, and if you think that. Uh, he will be able to take uh, his game to the next level. We're uh, we're pretty excited from what we've seen from him in uh, in a limited time. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was a fan of his um, uh, when he got drafted, uh, just because you know I'm I'm a big big believer in you know guys that have good hands at the plate, you know, and end up doing something, you know, even if it's you know, even if they're little little guys with no no power. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you get if you can hit line drives and and uh, you know move the ball around the field, you're going to play somewhere. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, he, he's not going to hit for very much power at all. Um, I think he's, I think I saw he, he did hit for a decent power last year, at least like gap power. Yeah. He's, he's, he's actually pretty surprising as far as his power. Yeah. I, I'm pretty surprised. I mean, I think he could hit double digit home runs if, if he gets consistent at bats, but you know, yeah, that's reasonable for a middle infielder. That's, that's pretty decent. 
Yeah, and he's I mean he's he's a solid defender. I mean he's, there's nothing wrong with him there. Like, uh, um, I mean I guess the the uh, power definitely looks better now than it did um, when he was first drafted. I think just because he's he's a little bit better at using his legs and and uh, you know being able to support his his really good what I think are really good hands. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. Cool. Now he's kind of been bouncing up and up and down a little bit the last couple of years, but yeah, he's he's another one that seems to be an Andy Green type player, and I think uh, Andy Green's kind of uh, taking him under his wing, and, and I think he's going to get consistent at bats and, and be given every opportunity to to be the everyday second baseman for the team. Yeah, and you know he, he hits lefties pretty decently as well too, which is a, definitely a bonus uh, for him. Yeah, it d- doesn't seem to be an issue. Um, you know, just well, yeah, making contact with any guys like he's. I mean, he's definitely. Uh, I think he's he's still going to strike out a little bit, but um, I think he could end up being, if not a if not a top of the order guy, then at least a pretty good seven eight nine hitter. Yeah, that, exactly. It'll uh, get on base a little bit more than most of most of those guys will. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Dan uh, Patrick, did you have anything else for Dan before we uh, say goodbye? I mean, I think we talked about just about everyone we could. <laughs> yeah, really. I think we did. Um, all right, Dan. Well, thank you so much for for joining us and, and talking some Padre baseball with us. We we really appreciate uh, getting your uh, analysis on on our, on our minor leagues. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Any, anytime you guys want to talk, let me know. For sure. Thank you so much, Dan. Uh, once again, this was uh, Dan Farnsworth, uh, lead prospect analyst for Fangraphs. Uh, thank you so much, Dan, for for coming on to our show, and uh, we really appreciate it, man. You have a great day. Hey, you too. Thank you, guys. Take thank care, you. Dan. All right, Patrick. It's uh, it's great to talk to Dan and and get a you know perspective on on our team uh, from someone who isn't uh, isn't rooting with their heart, basically. Yeah, he's definitely got a lot of a lot of good stuff to say. Obviously, no no bias there. Yeah. Um, Dan does a lot of great work at, at uh, Fangrass. For any of you that don't read Fangrass regularly, he does a lot of good work. So definitely check it out. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's it's nice. He had a lot of positive things to say about a lot of the prospects, which is uh, which is you know it's. It's warming for for us Padre fans that uh, we actually do have a decent uh, amount of prospects, uh, despite what a, a lot of people have said as far as AJ Preller dealing all of our our prospects. Yeah, there's definitely some upside there. I mean, it's not as doom as gloom as it seems. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Okay, folks. Uh, let's see. Uh, Padres are three and four right now. Uh, we're looking to get to 500 uh, this afternoon in Philadelphia. Um, you, you know, the teams after a slow start is, is starting to take a shape. I, I still stand by my prediction that it's somewhere around 500 is, uh, is where the team should be able to finish. Um, your thoughts, Patrick, uh, on the first week of the season. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone kind of, uh, I guess got freaked out a bit by the, the three straight shutouts, but I think the Padres proved over the weekend that they can score runs and, uh, they can be competitive. Obviously they're not going to be a playoff team. That's, I don't think that's really in the cards for anyone at this point. But um, I think they could definitely be decent, and I'm more excited to see the development of the prospects and the minors and, and the spending on the international market and what trades they make during the season. I think there's definitely a lot to look forward to. Definitely. Yeah, you, you, you're, you hit the nail on the head right there. There's going to be uh, there's going to be some changes this year, and uh, it's exciting to see the development of the young players and uh, and where that uh, leads for the future. Um, you know, somewhere, you know, we aren't as bad as we were the first three games, and we definitely aren't as good as the we were the first two games in Colorado. So somewhere in the middle is the reality of the Padres. And we'll get a definitely a clearer perspective of that in, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I agree. And and I just got to say, I, 
I wanted to talk about what is an infield fly. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that, wild. That was a bizarre rule. You know, usually it's when a infielder's camped under a ball. Um, yeah, that wasn't really. Uh, he wasn't really camped. I'd say. No, I mean he he was under it, but he still had to backpedal. You know, it, it ultimately it goes down to Tom Pyre's uh, discretion, and, and that's not always the the correct judgment. Also, I didn't see this at the time, but I saw. I saw a different angle, like a camera angle later, and it was from the outfield, and the umpire ca- called it really late. Like, the ball was already heading towards the outfield when he raised his hand to make the call. So I don't I don't even know if the guy at second even heard the call, so, or saw you know, the call. Yeah, I mean, when an outfielder loses the ball like that, it, it you know, it shouldn't, it should have just let it play, you know, but it is what it is. Um, like I say, it's a judgment call, and, and umpires uh, do make mistakes sometimes. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it is just one of those things. Um, all right, fans. Well, th- you know, thank you so much for for joining uh, and listening to our podcast. Uh, Dan Farnsworth uh, was our guest today. Uh, we have a couple other shows uh, planned in the coming week. Um, we're excited. It's baseball season in full uh, full swing, and uh, the Padres are uh, are looking pretty decent. Um, Patrick, any any last thoughts before we head on out of here? Uh, yeah, guys, go ahead and give Dan a follow on uh, Twitter. He's at DW Farnsworth. He's got a lot of good insight. Definitely worth following. Um, yeah. As always, we're on Podbeans, where we're hosted. Uh, give us a like and a follow. Um, we're also on iTunes. Same thing there. Um, I'm on Twitter at Patrick Brewer 93. Uh, James is at uh, EVT underscore news now. Um, I think that's it, James. All right. Uh, thank you so much, um, Patrick and uh, Dan. Um, East Village Times podcast signing out. <laughs>